This podcast represents the individual opinions of Dr. Dimitri Bick, Dr. Stefan de Graff, and the guests. It should not be taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Please don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe, but more importantly leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Reviews not only help us grow listeners, but also help us grow as a show, improve our content, and make us better. So we usually start out these podcasts by just discussing, you know, random things. But we thought that today we would take our usual testosterone-soaked podcast and sprinkle it a little bit with an additional dose of estrogen because for 11 11 I don't know if it's weeks in a row because we haven't been doing it weekly but 11 episodes in a row all you've heard is male voices just just men everywhere just menning it up and mansplaining everything and we thought you know what enough of that we're just gonna do something and we're gonna bring in someone who's going to change things up a little bit and that's exactly what we did so we are going to introduce a new host not new but an additional host, let's just say, and and let me just make sure I'm going to pronounce your last name correctly because I don't think I've ever pronounced your last name. <laughs> I don't think you have either. <laughs> it, your first name's Suzanne, but your last it name sure is, is Mignon, right? That's it. Yeah, you got All it. All right. Got it. I got it right. Is it very French or is that? Is that my it's Italian. Right? It's Mignoni, Italian. but somewhere along the lines, the last syllable got Mignone. dropped off. Right. Mignoni. Very good. She's a psychologist. She's a forensic psychologist. Suzanne, tell the people who you are and why you're here. Well, the why I'm here, I'm really not sure half the time, but we're going to go for this. Um, I that am makes sense because you know what? Right? We don't know why we're here either. We don't know why know. we're here. We're, we're just right. going to go with it. Um, so I am a forensic psychologist, but you know, in addition to you know going to jail and testifying as an expert witness all across the country, I love sports. I'm a sports mom. I got two boys and it's sports central here. 24 seven in my house. And we thought that that would just be a great addition to your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Sports and mental health is the name of the game here. And what better way to add someone who's sports, a psychologist and another voice. That's not the same as the two voices you've been hearing. Now I will point out something here that we're missing someone because what, what better way to get 12 podcasts in than to just not have your regular host who's just got time off all the time and you know this is how we he's run, living the life this is how we run that's right this is how we run the ship last week the man was in vegas doing work doing very important work at psych congress but also getting content for the show because that's the way you live when you're a podcast host yeah this week the man is somewhere else and either is having Wi-Fi difficulty or has just decided that, you know what, time off is very important and sleep is very important and he is not here. Maybe, maybe he will be later, but as of right now, Perhaps. he is not. So you know what? It's one male voice and one female voice and that's the way it should be right now. This is how it's going today. And, yes. And a dog in the background. And a dog in the background. And a dog in the background. <laughs> and you might hear a dog in my background too, but you know. That, Every now and then. It's gonna be. It's gonna... <laughs> Did you watch the Panthers game last night, by the way? I, I watched part of the Panthers game a little bit because I was at a concert for country music that I don't listen to, but my friends convinced me during a tailgate in December that I had to go to this concert with them. And that is what I did. So I saw the score. <laughs> I wasn't happy with the score. Yeah, no. Um, I saw the score. I saw the fight at the end. I was also didn't watch it. I was at a party, a karaoke party. I actually have stopped watching this series after the first period of the sec of the third game because, and this is not who needs 12 years of education, training and half a million dollars. 
throw away those medical degrees and speak as a regular person. The following opinions are not those of a medical doctor, professional, hospital, or institution. Right, okay. I, I still think this series is fixed because the NHL absolutely <laughs> needs Las Vegas. All these, le all these leagues need Las Vegas. That's why they're moving all of these teams to Vegas. They move the Raiders. They, they have the Golden Knights there. They put them in there about five years ago, and they stack this team with all of the they best did. players from all the other NHL teams, which is why they went to the, the finals their first year. And look uh, at all the sponsors. Gonna the yeah, they're going to put the A's there. It's because it's because they need the 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 leagues have realized that gambling money sells. And look, I'm invested in gambling money. We do it. More power to you. But the, this this the, the the penalties that are being called here on one side or the other. And don't don't talk to me about how it was six to five on power plays in game three. The the way they were called, the the type of penalties that were being called were complete nonsense. It should have been six to two in favor of the Panthers, but the penalties that were being called on the Panthers were ridiculous. More ridiculous. And yeah. and I didn't watch the last game, but um, so I'm not gonna comment on it, but I know Kachuk got cross checked in the back during the oh. game and they were in call that. Um yeah, so I watched the last, not the game last night, but the game before that when it went into overtime. And I was really thankful that it only went into like four or five minutes of overtime until the Panthers won. That yeah. was a good thing because I wasn't going to do four overtimes again because that was a very long night, as we all remember. Uh, but last yeah. night I didn't watch the game. But, you know, one thing I noticed and what you were talking about with the whole Vegas and Vegas needs the sports and the sports needs Vegas. If you look at the sponsors, the primary sponsors of the Knights and the arena are all sports betting. Yeah. They're all sports betting shows, online sports betting. Mm -hmm. They need it. That's right. They need mm -hmm. it. And they, they've realized that's where the money is. I suspect that the A's will move. This is speculation, of course, but I suspect the A's are going to move. And I suspect the NBA is going to put a team there too, um, either through expansion or they're going to move. They'll move someone. Uh, they're going to move some team that is not doing well. My guess is they're going to move the Nets. You think they're going to move the Nets? The hmm. Nets have moved twice already. They have. They but have. they moved within their... Um, Little tri-state area. They moved from... I believe they moved from Long Island to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And now to Brooklyn. But the Knicks are the team in that city. Yeah. And nobody cares about the Nets. Unless you're from and Jersey. So, and unless you're... But, but they're not in Jersey anymore. I know. But the Jersey people still love the Nets. Do they though? Uh, growing up there, yes, they did. But they played in Newark, so it was like they were in New York anyway, because Newark is a suburb of New York. Look, I lived I lived in New York for two years. I can't speak to anything that happened in New York. I'm not a New Yorker, and I went to Nets games, and they were full. Okay, people do love the Nets there, but if you're gonna pick a franchise to move, who are you gonna move? Oh, out of the Knicks and the Nets, you'd move the Nets. No, of of any NBA team. You know, I mean, you could move Oklahoma the Wizards. City? You can move the Wizards. No, they're not going to. No. They won't, but you can move them. Because it's a huge market. I know. Uh, but they're one you can move. Oklahoma City, again. They could. I don't know if they would move. I mean, they're definitely not going to move the Heat. The Magic. Oh. The Magic has such a strong following between Tampa and Orlando. But I think that they might be able to move. Because if you've ever been to a Magic game in Orlando when it's Magic versus Heat, there's more Heat fans in that arena. The Magic is an idea. Oh, oh! Look at look at who decided to to join the join the conversation. You weren't eaten by sharks. No, no. no. I no. just I just woke up literally, and I thought I had my alarm on. That's a classic. Welcome <laughs> to the conversation. We're we're talking about which team uh, the NBA is going to move to Vegas. Because they need the money. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I think we're gonna say Memphis. Just because oh, I want, no. just because oh, I no. want to talk about John oh, Moran again. No, no, no. <laughs> John Moran in Vegas is gonna be a complete, is a complete nightmare for Adam Silver. No way. Oh my god. No, no that's not gonna happen. No way. Speaking of being eaten by sharks, did you see the shark video? I did. Baby shark, baby shark, 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 shark. Oh uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> This is this is this is not actually very funny to be honest with you. I don't feel bad about talking about this, but 
There was a guy in Egypt that was eaten by a shark. In front of us, did you? In front of people. And including his uh, his father and his girlfriend or fiance. And and I thought maybe uh, that's why you didn't show up. That maybe you were. We're like he's not answering. I I don't think I taste that good for sharks to eat me. So. Lego. Yeah, this is this was not this was not a this was not a fun thing. Um I watched it without sound. Yeah, I recommend do not listen to the sound like I did because it's pretty bad. Would you recommend to not watch it altogether? <laughs> I don't feel like watching it. I think you should watch it just without the sound because you need to know the dangers in the water. Let me just tell you it, it if you watch the first 5 minutes of Jaws, the movie Jaws, you right. will have watched this video. I mean, it looks like somebody is filming Jaws. Exactly. It looks exactly the same, except it's in broad daylight, whereas the the movie is at night with no one around. But what what struck me about it is that if you're in the water and this is happening to you and you're looking out, the last thing you see is not people rushing to help you, but people standing on the shore with their cell phones out. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And and that's that to me is just... It's like, I mean, that's the last thing you see is that people just filming you die. That's that's what society today, every video I've seen in the past few years, when something happens in the street, like everybody's on the phone now, like everybody's filming, nobody's helping. Like, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to recall you dying. I'm not going to help you, but I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that everybody sees you dying. That was the end of the Seinfeld, the last episode of Seinfeld. Yes. Does anybody even remember that? That's listening to this? They probably do. Some do. Yeah, they got some have to. Yeah, you know. But would you go in the water and save somebody who was getting attacked by a shark? If I had a boat, I'm, I'm not that altruistic. You know? I mean, I'd love to go back to being a very nice person, but I'm not that nice. Okay. I mean, look. The, so you got to look at the risk of up. helping. Right. Well, there, oh, there was a boat that showed up at the end, but like, where was this boat like two minutes ago? Okay, but what's you know what better, I mean? one one person being eaten by sharks or two person eaten by sharks? Like what I'm saying is, there was a boat that showed up, and so like, where were these boaters? Don't they have? They don't have guns over there. Okay. They, like I don't know. I don't even know if a gun would matter. I don't to be honest. Know with. if it's mandatory to have a gun on a boat? Oh, or they could know. just pull up their boat and pull the guy in. I don't know how much damage is already being done. Did you I, I not mean, see the shark? flailing above the water as he was attacking the guy. So you pull the guy up and the shark comes on the boat with you. I don't know. They got the shark. I know that much. So somehow they did something. It just wasn't in time. I don't know. I don't, I don't really even know what I'm complaining about here. I just why, think it's. Why, why you I think you're complaining that people are sitting here idly on the beach watching somebody die and recording it. I think that's yeah, what I you're complaining that's, about. I think that's probably what I'm complaining about. Why? Why are you guys so eager to die? I mean, I don't get it. You guys like you sound like you. <laughs> Who want... said we were eager to die? I don't, you guys talking about <laughs> jumping in the water to save people? You know. No, I said food. I wouldn't jump in the water. Um, I don't know. That's my take. There, should, there shouldn't be anybody being killed by shark. This, this is this is the reason why I don't go in the ocean. This, this right here, this video. And then when I saw this video, I'm like, now I, now I'm like a hundred percent never getting in the ocean. And I'm going to take this video and I'm going to show it to my wife and I'm going to be like, why don't she, why don't you like going into the, into the beach? Cause we live in South Florida beaches everywhere. I hated the beach since I was a child. Why do you hate the beach? We kids love the beach. I'm like, you know what? Here, this is the reason I hate the beach. <laughs> and you know what she's so- going to say? She's going to say I'm an idiot. Because that's what she always says when I do stuff like this. And you know what? She's right. She is. I'm going to agree with her on that. Because the odds of getting eaten by a shark, here's some stats for you, one in seven million. The odds of getting killed by the flu are one in 70. The odds of a child drowning in a bathtub are one in 840,000. Oh, my God. So your odds are better of dying by other things other than getting eaten by a shark. How many times? Have you ever been in the water? Yes. Yes. And I and I don't want to. Did go you die? In. But did you die? I died a little inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's different, though. I, you know. You know what, Suzanne? This is this is what I got to say to you. Thank you for your opinion. Because <laughs> you know I'm right.
we do have feedback on Twitter, by the way, um, from me, your time me. in Vegas. Okay, no, okay. Go, oh. Your don't reporting me, in Vegas. Don't tell me it's that guy that has like three followers, right? Of course it is. It's okay, always okay. that guy who has three followers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you took a video uh, right before game either one or two it was uh june 3rd when was that it was that game one was, or two i was working for side effect podcast i was sent to vegas to work and to report live that yeah, was your sole job there that's what we mm -hmm. said that's what we said before you showed up we said that you <laughs> was working for the psych effect podcast that's exactly what we said and four days later at vegas hockey fan one who has eight followers after joining three years ago it's a Twitter. It is more than three, I guess. Right. It is more than three. Uh, joined in 2020. <clears throat> but, you know, people join Twitter not to get people to follow them sometimes. So we're not going to say anything. But there was the video of you uh, taking a video of, uh, I guess, it's Caesar's Palace of literally nobody there and nobody with Vegas Golden Knights gear on. And my, my tweet was, meanwhile in Vegas, seems like no one cares from our roving host, Stephen DeGraff, live in Vegas. And he responded, please come back and try a little harder. Look, I took a video on the top of a casino in Vegas, and there's no fan skydiving with Vegas Golden Knots flags, as he wrote, typo. Hell, that city doesn't care. I wonder how many Panthers gear are showing up down on the beach. I guess none, because all 250 fans were here in Vegas. Are you even serious right now? Ooh, I think I'm going to have to do some beach reporting is, and show that, them. <laughs> that is so wrong. Everybody in Florida watching the Panthers. Oh, that is so wrong. Wow. And, and it's, it's in Florida. It's hot. It's warm. And they're wearing And people the are in their jerseys. The, I know. Yeah. That thing is yes, hot. And people yes. are still wearing them on the beach. We're going to do some beach reporting. And maybe I'll go yes. in the water and I'll show you I'm not going to get killed by a shark. Oh, God. But thank you, thank you. We always, we always uh, enjoy, we always enjoy feedback. Thank you, thank you, Vegas hockey fan one. Uh, it's not just Vegas hockey fan; it's Vegas hockey fan one. That's you he know, is the number one. He's the first. He's the first Vegas hockey fan. Does that mean or her? How do we know it's wait, him? Wait, it could wait, be wait. her. So That's true. That could be a, her. Is, it might mean that he's the only Vegas fan, Vegas hockey fan. Not the first, the only one. Maybe I don't know. That's right. Vegas hockey. He's Vegas hockey fan one. One. The only one. one. The, the only one. one. The, the one. one. The one. Exactly. We mentioned the uh, the Panthers earlier. Something that I noticed in the first two games of the Panthers series is that thank you to the dog who agrees with me in the background. I don't know if you can hear that, but anyway, definitely. Um, so the first two games of the, the Stanley cup finals, what I noticed was that Vegas came out and basically decided that they were going to be the more physical team. And that was because the Panthers were basically the more physical team and previous three series Vegas came out and were like no, no no you're not going to do that in our house we're going to do that and they came out and started doing that and the way I saw it was as sort of a, a bullying sort of thing they, they came out and they're like we're going to be the bullies here I thought it was a little bit over the top with the stuff that they were doing but they weren't getting called for anything for these these cross checks these hits to the face stuff like that but when the Panthers were doing it back they were the ones getting called. So the idea I had here was to talk about bullying and what to do about it and what to do about it in the moment. Because when you do the research on bullying, you find out a lot of what to do about it after the fact or what to do right. about it to prevent it. Mm -hmm. There's tons and tons and tons of research on that. But what do you do about it in the moment? Well, and forget about the research. I was going to ask you, why do you tell your kids? That, that's the most wanted question. Forget uh -oh, about the research. Why do you tell your boys? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that, but before I tell you that, we're gonna have to play some <laughs> we're gonna have to play some imaging sound here. And before yeah. I do that, what I wanna what I do wanna do is is just mention some of the very basic research I found on bullies. And 
we're not going to get into unless you guys have this information on what to do about bullies after the fact or what to do to prevent it. Because look, this is a topic that you can talk about for two hours. There's tons of information about it. It's extraordinarily complicated. Okay. And the reason it's complicated is because there's not one type of bully. Mm -hmm. There's many, many types of bullies. Um, and they fit into different categories, each of these types of bullies. So you can't treat all bullies the same way. Right. So what I've, what I found was that there's direct bullying, there's indirect bullying, there's physical bullying, there's verbal bullying. You can break them down into all kinds of different categories. Cyber bullying too. Like, I guess nowadays, like with the, with the internet. Yes. Right. So that's the indirect kind of And bullying. social media. So, mm -hmm. Right. Right. So there's, there's the direct verbal bullying, which is like name calling, the verbal abuse kind of thing. There's the direct physical bullying, which is, you know, beating people up and touching and things like that. There's the indirect verbal bullying, which is spreading rumors, uh, talking behind people's back, which I didn't consider to be bullying in the, in, to, when I conceptualized it. But I mean, I guess you can consider it that way, you know, if you're talking behind someone's back constantly. Or spreading rumors, I guess you can. It can be because, bullying. in a sense, it's turning people against that target. In a way, the bully is spreading this information so that others will feel way about the target. Yeah, I suppose you can conceptualize it that way. And then there's the indirect physical bullying, where you know you mess with people's property or you uh, exclude them from groups, which I also didn't consider to be bullying. But I suppose you can look at it that way too. And there's different kinds of bullies within those contexts of of what they do, right? So there's there's the anxious bully, which I think is the one that we think of, the one with the low self-esteem, who's aggressive but also nervous, insecure, doesn't have a lot of friends, provokes attacks from other bullies. What they wrote about this particular one is that they pick on victims that are more powerful than them, which I didn't see that as happening but that's how they conceptualize an anxious bully then there's the follower bully the passive one that kind of is in the group of bullies that kind of just follows along and does what they what the other people do the one that's easily dominated the one that's not particularly aggressive but kind of does what the other guy does usually feels guilty about what they're doing but doesn't feel like they have a lot of choice just kind of does what they does and then there's the aggressive one and this is the one I think that we think the anxious one is, but is not actually the anxious one. And this is the one that kind of surprised me, but it's more of an antisocial kind of personality type, poor impulse control, more violent, sees that as a positive quality, dominant, totally insensitive to feelings, emotionally strong and has good self-esteem, which is the opposite of what we think bullies are, which is the low self-esteem, which is what they conceptualize a different type of bully is. So these are more antisocial people. And again, you have to treat them completely different. And these are the conceptualization of children bullies. Adult bullies, different types of people. So these type of children will grow into different types of adult type of bullies. There's not a lot of research into adult bullies. There's a lot of research into children who bully and what to do about right. them. There's not a lot of research into what to do when a kid is bullied in the moment, there's not a lot of research into adult bullies or what to do in the moment if you're being bullied as an adult. I was just speaking, I'm thinking, what is worse, being bullied as a, as a child or being bullied as an adult? I, I, would, I would argue that being bullied as a child is probably worse because the effect, of course. The, 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 yeah. the scars, the trauma might be you know, worse than you being an adult and being able to, to withstand or to deal or to, you know, to resist or whatever. Most people would, would hate the job, would say, hey, I'm being bullied at my job. My boss is bullying me, but that's just a job. But a, a kid go to school to have fun and they, they come back home crying, you know, oh, so-and-so calling me names or people like, oh, you know, bullying me. And there's no really way of putting it into context, right? You're not mm -hmm. supposed to go to school and get bullied. And you, you could argue that it get carries away for your entire life. You know, the experience you get in school, what we call formative years, you know, you, you either go to school and have a good experience or go to school and have a bad experience and you carry it for your entire life. 
So yeah, I mean, I would hate to be a child right now. I'd rather be doing that work. I think too, it's conceptualized differently for adults than it is with kids. With adults, you know, so your boss is bullying you. Okay, you're an adult, you're working with difficult people. That's kind of how outsiders will view it a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, you're an adult, you, you know, you're going to work with difficult people. You just got to get through it and be done. It's your job. With kids, it's very different. Yeah, no, I and I agree with that. There's there's not a, there's not a lot of things that you think kids can do about it. Right, and and there's nothing you're getting paid to be quote unquote bullied. You're right. getting a paycheck for that, right? So suck it up. This is your this is your work, right? Your boss is like, you know, writing you all day long. Well, you're getting a yeah. paycheck at the end of the month, right? Yeah, but we know that it affects them. The statistic I found here was at six percent report bullying. Now the report is that they quote report bullying, but is it that they did it themselves? They were a victim of it or they saw it. It didn't specify that. And to me, that seems extraordinarily low. Yeah. Extraordinarily. Not most, but a, a good portion of our patient, the, the issues come from work. They might not say the word I'm being bullied, but their, their anxieties, you know, it, it streams from work. Oh, I, I don't want to go to work. Can I get an FMLA? My boss is, is doing this and that. My coworkers don't talk to me. And I'm like, well, okay, we're going to have to help you build some coping skills. But it's, it might be bullied that they don't even know how to identify, right? Um, so maybe even even in that context, the research might not reflect exactly what you know. Adult, at least adult, you know, they don't know they're being bullied. They thought it just oh, work is this and that, this and that. You know, my boss is this and that. But it's interesting that a lot of people do suffer from at least that that relationship they have at work. You know, they do suffer from I'm being I'm feeling less than I'm being told that I'm less than, and it's bullying. They might not know what it is, but it is bullying. Yeah, it's the verbal bullying. The direct mm -hmm. verbal bullying is what that is. The the minimal research that I did find found that bullies, the adult bullies, were socially dominant. They felt privileged. They were compensating for low self-esteem. So you could see almost that the anxious bully was the one that was developed into this. They were, they were aggressive in defending threats to their self-esteem. They were aggressive in defending threats to their self-professed superiority especially when challenged it almost sounds like someone i know not personally but someone i know that was you know running for office is that is that previously. where we're gonna play the the go water role <laughs> is that where we play that tune um no because we're not mentioning names so we're just gonna leave it at that um, I did want to bring up cyber bullies really quickly mm -hmm. in cyber bullies what they found were uh, three components of cyberbullies were the dark triad, which is mm -hmm. Machiavellianism, narcissism, and psychopathy. And psychopathy was the best predictor of that. Now, does that sound familiar to you, Steph? In cyberbullies, Machiavellianism, yeah. narcissism, yeah. psychopathy. Does Apathy. that sound a little familiar? Everybody's rogue. Everybody's got a license to be bullied and not have any repercussion. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a what? What they call it? They have like a a pseudo um, account, whatever they call it. Uh, um, oh, they have their fake it, right? accounts. Yeah, fake the account, the dummy right. accounts. Yeah, the, right. But everybody has like the normal account, and they have the bully account, right? Right. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think everybody does, but there's well, people that do, and right. you know, there's this sense of like feeling anonymous and the need that because you have this sense of being anonymous that you can just say whatever you want without any repercussions like you were saying yeah they call it a troll account that's what they're and and we uh we did an episode on troll and what did we find in the research on trolls the best predictor of being a troll was the dark triad machiavellianism narcissism and psychopathy yes. but to become a troll you also needed schadenfreude to be a troll that right, extra little right. step um, but for cyber bullies, not necessarily the schadenfreude, um, but just the, the, the psychopathy was the best predictor to become a bully. Mm -hmm. Um, we, you know, I posted a disclosure. I was in Disney over the weekend or I guess this is still the weekend, but the, the week before and, uh, on our Twitter account, there's a picture of a nice gentleman with a t-shirt who was wearing, uh, that he was wearing at magic kingdom. You can go on our Twitter account. You said nice in that sentence? Yes, I said nice. nice. Okay. I said nice. Well, well my, friend, my friend, you are nice. We could say there was a person in Disney. 
at the magic uh, do i need to do i need to play that you don't get the show kind of it's, <laughs> it's the dripping with sarcasm a, a gentleman there's there's a Starbucks by the way in in the the front of Magic Kingdom because of course like why would you, you not put a Starbucks, Starbucks in, you know and of course the line is out the door, um so we walked into the Starbucks and he's standing there at the Starbucks with this shirt on and the shirt says thank a straight person today for your existence straight pride and it's got uh, two people a man and a woman holding hands and around his uh, neck is a huge long necklace with a cross and it it's so long that the cross is that it almost lands below his chest and he's walking around Disney with that. And so I posted that it's on our, it's on our Twitter feed at psych effect pod. That is a fantastic example of trolling, you know, the dark triad, Machiavellianism, narcissism, psychopathy, plus schadenfreude makes you a troll. Um, the first three with psychopathy being, the best predictor is a cyber bully. Mm -hmm. And when they looked at adult bullying syndrome, the traits that they found, and these are not surprising in any way, controlling, callous, manipulative, self-centered, again, Machiavellianism, coercive, ruthless, domineering. None of these things should be a surprise to anybody. No, which are all traits of a psycho, of psychopathy anyway. So uh, psychopathy, exactly. So mm -hmm. what do you do about this? And again, this is not, what do you do about this? After the fact, what do you do about this before to prevent this? This is going to be, what do you do about this in the moment? Now, I, I do want to point out one thing. What do you do about this is you tell the authorities, okay? There are supposed to be authorities that are supposed to fix this. You tell the police, you tell your boss, you tell the principal, you tell teachers. your parents, yeah. you mm -hmm. tell the teachers. Okay, so when you're getting bullied in school, you tell someone that can do something about it. So let's get that right out of the way right. before you start, yes. before we start getting feedback that's saying you're telling children to, to do things that they shouldn't do. They should tell the teacher. Yes. 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 They should tell, they the should teacher. tell someone, the teacher, the, they should tell the, the teacher, principal, the principal, their parents, their parents. adults, well, go to well, your boss. I, I, if it's your well, boss, they should go I, to the I, boss's boss. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to mess this up a little bit. You know, I'm just thinking, why should children have to tell the teachers? Shouldn't teachers be already be aware yes. of something's yes. happening? I mean, yes. if the child has to go and tell someone, nobody's paying attention, right? Yes, but uh, but you understand the bullies sometimes know that, so they do it in secret. Mm -hmm. They do it in places that they can't be caught. So take it back to 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 the game. The referee's there to watch yes. and see That's and right. to observe and to yes. Why do I have to go and tell the referee? Yes. Yes. Right. And and you beat me to it because I was going to bring it right back to the game is it's literally in front of the referee. Right. It, did you, there was a there's a, a clear video. And again, I posted this on our Twitter feed of Matthew Kachuk on the Vegas end in front of the goal. He gets cross checked into the net. He tries to get up. Aiden Hill elbows him back down. He gets up. And as he's being, as he's skating away, Ad, uh, Aiden Hill slashes him. Literally, the ref is standing right no there. Problem. Standing right there, staring at the whole thing. Three straight penalties, nothing. But Kachuk gets called for a clean hit. I, I don't remember who hit Gudis in the first period, but somebody hit Gudis in the head with, with the same kind of hit. I have a whole thread on this. The same hit that Kachuk hit Eichel with, but the hit Kachuk hit Eichel with was shoulder to shoulder. Gudis had hit in the face, and he got skated. He skated off, and he was gone for almost a period and a half. Eichel was gone for half a period. It was a shoulder to shoulder hit. Kachuk got a 10-minute major plus two minutes. That guy got nothing. So uh, going back to your point, the authorities are the refs. What do you do when the authorities are doing nothing? When the teacher does nothing, the principal does nothing. Your parents are like, suck it up. Right. Which is, which is, you know, like. Do you think matters yep. with your own hands? Okay, so what do you do? What do you do? You give it the dishes right back. As I an mean, adult, what do you what do, do, you do when, your, when your coworker is doing right. this to you? What do you do when, when your boss is doing this to you? I'm going to open it up to the floor. What, what do you do? Oh, before what, we do what? this, we need to play this because um, yes. this is going to be. I'm going to tell you this right now. It's not going to be something that's going to Who be. Who needs 12 years of education, training, and half a million dollars? 
Throw away those medical degrees and speak as a regular person. The following opinions are not those of a medical doctor, professional, hospital, or institution. I'm going to tell you this. This is not endorsed by the APA, either one of our APAs. <laughs> either one of ours. <laughs> right, right, this right. is not going to be endorsed by any hospital. Uh, it's not going to be endorsed by any kind of uh, institution. Uh, this this is purely... I'm going to take the I'm going to take the high road. I'm going to say what they say, like kill them with kill them with, with kindness. kindness. Be nice. Right. Be ugly. Nice. Make them feel uncomfortable. It doesn't work. You're going to get slapped once or twice. But at the end of the day, you're gonna be the bigger person, uh, because what I think will happen if you get if you engage in that behavior, you know, if you get in the mud, you're both gonna be dirty. That's the way I see it. I mean, take it, you know, turn the what they say, turn the other face, turn the other cheek, and then turn the know, other just, cheek. Right. I don't know if I will do it, but that's my advice. So you know, your, your advice is, is Jesus. Right. <laughs> full disclosure. I don't know if I will do it, but that's my advice to the people. I think it's hard, especially for kids, but adults as well, to just turn the other way and turn the other cheek and just take the high road because it's affecting them. The person who's being bullied, if they ignore it and don't do anything about it, might, they might have told someone, but yet it still continues because the authorities aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're still going to be considered the weaker person and the target for the bully because, oh, look, they're a wimp. They're not, you know, they can't fight back. They can't do this. So that's the other ask. So what's what's your uh, what's your advice in this situation? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a do we have a do we have a drum roll here for Suzanne? <laughs> we need to, uh, I mean, we need to get a drum roll. I mean, it's tough. You know, you know what happens is that kids kids don't have the fortitude. They don't have the they don't have the the brain you know experience to actually. Think about you know what I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to fight back. This is not worth it. Kids just react, right? Kids are impulsive. They react. They either cry or they fight back. Adults should have enough experience in their life to say you know what this is not worth it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get fired for this. I'm, I'm not going to you know be called to HR for this. You know so I, I guess it's different. I guess with years and with experience and hopefully with with wisdom, your reaction might be different, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> I guess, yeah. So I guess, um, I guess we have no advice for the people. <laughs> yeah. So it's hilarious right now because we started this podcast with two people. You were, you were missing Suzanne. It was you, me and Suzanne. And now Suzanne is completely gone. She, she is completely gone. <laughs> She's having technical difficulties. This is what happens when you don't do a, a live, live podcast when you have uh when you have to do things through the internet one day one day we will not have these issues one day it it is coming this day it is promised to you so it is just you and me right now so, so your advice is the jesus advice but let me give you let me give you my <laughs> advice and and, and i'm going to tell you this this is not I, I calling it advice but it's not advice this is just my opinion and this is what i've given in the past because it's the only way that i see it as a turning point in sports, in sports especially. So, you know, if, if the referees are not giving you the respect that they're giving the other team. So what the Panthers did was they matched it. You know, Kachuk hit Eichel, just like Gudis was hit. Kachuk got called for the penalty. You know what? That's the way it's called. That's the way it's called. But he did the right thing. So what I would say is that you're supposed to, in sports, match whatever it is that the other team is doing to you equal and opposite. If they're hitting your guys, you know, the way they're hitting them, you hit them right back. You know, in baseball, it's the same way, right? If, if the pitcher hits your guy, there's an unwritten rule that, that your pitcher hits their guy. This is already done in sports. Football, I don't know that it's done so much because there's so much hitting anyway that it's, there's, I don't think it's really done. And in basketball, you know, it, it's a little difficult to do stuff in basketball because if you do that nowadays, you're going to get flagrant fouls and you're going to throw it out of the game. But back, you know, when I was watching basketball as a kid in the 80s and 90s, people were dumped on the ground all the time and it was a regular common foul. And this was done 
all the time on both sides. If you hit our guy hard and he went down to the ground, we did it to your guy when he came into the lane. That, that's how we call it. Everybody had a, somebody with a will of enforcer. Everybody had That's right. Eddie the, heat, enforcer. The, the heat had, well, they still have Unity's Haslam. It would, it would check in just to get enforcer, just to, you know, that's right. Stay back. We had, we had PJ Brown back then um, in the late 90s. Um, right. I don't right. remember who it was for the Heat in the 80s or 90s. It might have been Grant Long. Might have been. He might have been Grant Long, but it might have. It, I don't remember who it was. Um, but I know Charles Oakley for the Knicks was their enforcer. For the Knicks was one. Right. Um, right. For the Bulls. God, I don't remember who it was. I, I want to say Rodman. But Rodman was their rebounder, but he could yeah. could have also been <laughs> right. He was right. He was enforcing the entire game. <laughs> yeah, but I know in hockey for sure there was they they used to call them goons, um, but they were enforcers. They were basically if you hit our superstar guy, you're going to you're going to get hit. Our, we're going to send out our guy, and he's going to hit you. The Panthers used to have a guy called Paul Laws. Uh, L A U S. The NHL has legislated but, out these guys, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, but my 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 not an issue, but my concern is that the, the I, it's almost like an advice, but you, I guess in sports you might not be able to translate to real life, right? Because I, I think, for example, hockey, you you kind of have like a license to respond, right? You kind of have like the opportunity to respond, whether the, the referee allows it or not, but it's it's permitted. In real life, you tell someone, you know, say something back or slap your boss back or, you know, do something back, you might get fired the next day, right? Or in school, you, you, you respond, you punch back, you might get suspended the next day. So I, that, that's why I'm kind of like wary of saying that's how you should handle it, you know? Here's the way I'm going to, trans, uh, I'm going to translate it from sports into real life, okay? You, mm-hmm. You're not entirely wrong about the you potentially losing your job here. But, uh, and welcome back, Suzanne. Thank you. <laughs> but um, I, I firmly believe that the reaction should be the same as in sport, equal and opposite. Now, look, I know what people are going to start screaming at me because they're going to be like, oh my God, you should react with violence, with violence, because I know where you're going with this, people. And that's not what I'm advocating. Equal. Equal and opposite. So don't, so I know, I know what you're trying to, I'm not, I'm not endorsing anything that's going on in America right now. Okay. Because a lot of, a lot of what's happening sometimes is being blamed on bullying. Okay. So I'm not endorsing this. Don't come at me with any of this stuff. Equal and opposite. If you get verbally bullied, verbal bullying back. But it's not bullying, it's defending yourself. The, the problem with some of this stuff is if you don't know who's doing it, like the doing stuff behind your back, mm-hmm. that stuff, you, you, you're not, you may not know who that is, and it's a little bit difficult to do that. But if you're being attacked physically, you have every right to defend yourself. But it should be equal, so you shouldn't be escalating it to, if you're getting physically attacked with hands, you shouldn't be going and getting a weapon. That's an escalation of, of an attack that is unnecessary. But you have every right to physically defend yourself that way. You know, verbal attacks, they don't have to be attacks back, but they can be warnings that you don't have to take any of this stuff. Yeah, I guess, I guess you can. Yeah. I guess the Nashville just said is like you, you stand for yourself, right? You, you be an advocate for yourself. That's right. And they can be firm standing. I get the sense that if you just walk away, it's going to continue to reinforce it. Now, we've yes. we've advised that the research is that you ignore trolls, but you can ignore online trolls. There is literally a mechanism for ignoring online trolling. There are ignore features in every website. You can move past messages on the internet. You can delete them. You can mm-hmm. block them. You can literally. That's right. right. You can you block them. You can that. report. That's right. You cannot do that in a school setting. You cannot do that. At, we cannot delete your coworker who's next to you. You cannot. <laughs> no. You cannot click the ignore button. Okay. So, 
but you can stand up for yourself yourself you can verbally defend defend yourself you can ver you can physically defend yourself and you have every right to do that especially if and and this is again if the authority that's supposed to do that for you is not doing that. and so that's always been my advice i would i'd say and say yes stand up for yourself advocate for yourself but do not get in the mud do not lower your standards and to meet that person you know in a month you can do that still respecting your own dignity right you don't you're not becoming a troll yourself but you're defending yourself but you're not going to go down to be a troll yourself or a bully yourself right but what does that mean that means you can in the, in the best case scenario in a perfect world you can verbally put somebody in the place politely and not necessarily have to be throwing you know, fist fights or saying names or calling people names or, you know, saying words that shouldn't be said. But what if you're getting pushed around and hit physically? You're not going to fight back? I mean, you, you could. Doesn't mean the, the, the word fight means the same thing to that person that it means to you. It doesn't always have to mean reciprocating physically. What I think right. what Steph is trying to say is that you can also um, verbally assert yourself and stand up for yourself in the midst of the attack where you push the person off of you if you're able to do that. But what we also need to understand too, when it comes to kids and if this is happening in the school and the other kid that's fighting back to defend themselves, both kids are going to get suspended in the school system. Right. But that's where the parent gets involved, I think. And if the kid has already, okay, but remember, this has already been reported. So the first step is to report it. We're talking about after the fact that it's been reported and nothing is being done about it. So now there's a clear history of this guy's been doing this to me. I've told you about that multiple times and now I've done something about it. And now you're suspending me for it. Now it's up to the job of the parent to get involved and be like, how many times have we reported this to you? He defended himself. We're not going to take this anymore. The, the thing about it now is that I don't think it happens as much because there's ridiculously heavy anti-bullying policies at every school so teachers are super aware of it but they i, I don't think you have to tolerate a, a double suspension correct we don't have to tolerate it but many times the schools will hide behind their policies this is policy this is what's sticking and so then the person who's being bullied they're getting consequences once again for being bullied and standing up for themselves too so we have to be cognizant that yes in an ideal world the parents can go to the school and say listen my kid reported this we reported this we talked about it my kid was standing up for themselves but i can tell you from knowledge, not with my children, but with others, um, that that is not always the case, that it is not always that ideal scenario working with the schools. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, I, I will tell you this, though. I have also knowledge of certain situations where kids have been suspended, where they've gotten lawyers involved. Correct. But can every family afford lawyers for that? <laughs> if they're in private right. school, they might. <laughs> of course, because they're in private school. But, you know, and interestingly enough, at least in our state here in Florida, they actually offer private school tuition scholarships for children who are being bullied in the public school. But it's interesting because they recognize that it's an issue. And so instead of taking care of it in the school system, they're saying, oh, just go to private school and here's money to go to private school. We're just going to make this go away. And and why do they do that? Because in private school, their policies for bullying are much heavier and much stronger because and and the other reason and um this is going to be uh dimitri uh this is going to be a dimitri durant uh -oh. here a lot of the private schools in florida are religious and so the yes. step-up scholarships here in florida mm -hmm. are designed to get kids into these religious private schools that's yes. that's also part of it yes so let, let, let me go on a, on a controversial tangent what what is or what should be done or what is the, what would be the approach to the bully the one doing the bullying we, we've been talking about the one that's bullied or at work or whatnot or in school or whatnot but is that something that should be done is there an approach right. to the, the bully because yes. I, I would argue that the bully himself mm -hmm. needs some 
I don't know, yes. assistance, but, some, some psychological yes. work being done, right? We, I told you about this earlier is that you can't treat every bully the same is because there's different kinds of bullies. A lot of, of different factors. There's different types of bullies. There's different psychological needs for each type of bully. And you can't just have a one to one, you know, one set approach to every kind. And if you're um, dealing with a bully so, who's a psychopath, what are your options? And it's hard to diagnose a child <laughs> as a psychopath. No, of course. And I'm not talking about children. I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, at the adult level. Adults, we don't yeah. diagnose children with psychopathy. That's right. No, you can't. And it's not even a diagnosis. Um, it's just a characteristic. Right, right. <laughs> or personality <laughs> disorder for that matter. Right. But, a, you know, an adult who's a psychopath in a position of power. I mean, hell, if we're going to do that, you know, how many, how many members of Congress, do I need to play that thing again? I got to, you might need to, you might need to, um, you might need to, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean but, there's a lot of caveats today. I mean, I mean how know, many like, bullies are in Congress to start with? Exactly. Like, it's just, it's, yeah. um, how many, how many, how many CEOs? I mean, what, I mean? what one might say that for you to be a CEO, you kind of have to be a bully, right? You don't have to. There's different style of managing, there's different style of leading, uh, but I, mm -hmm. I would argue that most people tend to play that role of, I'm going to be feared rather than respected, right? Well, I mean, there's a whole book on that. And I don't think all successful CEOs are leading by fear either. No, right, right. I no, agree. no. But, but there, you know, look, I'm, I'm not going to call CEOs psychopaths, but no. there, there's a certain personality that I'm just saying, what do you do in that situation? I still believe that there's a, you still need to match it. Um, and I've given that advice. Um, you, you need to keep going up the ladder as much as you can go until you find someone that will give you what you need to do. That's always what I tell people is just you keep going up the ladder until you find someone that will give you what you need. Um, what I will also point out is the squeaky wheel gets the oil to use cliche that the more you bother someone about something, the more they're going to, they're going to respond to it. So if, if you go to a principal or a teacher or something, and you say this is happening and they ignore it. But if you do it 10 times, they're much less likely to ignore it after the 10th the time, mm -hmm. just for the sake of you're being an annoying person about it. Um, it's almost like you're bullying them into doing it, doing something about it. Does every kid have that ability though? either. Exactly. Because, exactly. you know, they might tell the person once they get ignored, they tell the person a second time they get ignored and then they give up. They're like, okay, I'm going to get ignored. That's the other exactly. aspect of it too. Right. You have to take into account the personality of the person mm -hmm. getting bullied. As a parent, I would assume that you don't want your growing up being quote unquote weak, right? You want your kid to be able to step on himself. So you tell your kid, listen, you tell the teacher once, nothing happened. Don't you twice, nothing happened. Third time, nothing happened. The fourth time, you know what? You take matters in your own hands. Because once you teach them the value of respecting themselves and advocating for themselves, that kind of value carries on your entire life. This is the kind of adult they will be in the future, right? So yeah. it's, I guess it's kind of tricky when you tell your kid, don't fight back, son. Like, go talk to your teacher. And they're telling you, but that I've been telling the teacher nothing happens, right? So you want them to be able to grow up knowing that they can advocate for themselves. I, I guess that there's, there's a tricky you know, side of it, you don't tell them fight back, but you also teach them how to defend themselves, right? Yeah. And that that's the whole, that's the whole point here that I'm trying to make is that if you keep going to the people that are supposed to do something about it and they're not doing anything about it, you kind of have to do it yourself. It's a DIY kind of situation. And in sports, that's sort of what you do. In, in hockey, I think that's what they do. Um, you know, it doesn't always work out because officials are officials. Um, in re in the world, you know, you you need to have you need to have people that are that are supposed to, I guess, police the situation or officiate the situation. But people, you know, the problem with the world is people, and people have agendas and they have their own personalities, and that's the way it is. And you so, can only control your behavior, not everyone there else's. You go. There you go. You know. So, you know, truly terrible advice from three people that ought to know better. Primarily you. 
<laughs> well, you know, I, this is this is not new that uh, that, uh, that I, I guess, give primarily terrible advice. I guess the uh, the best advice is like don't get bullied. <laughs> well, you can't control that either. Wow, but a truly terrible is... segment. Oh my, a truly terrible segment I, with I, truly I terrible lost, advice. I just lost half of my practice right now. That ends in even worse advice. Thank you very much. usual mental health tip of the daytime day full of hiccups knee shake up listen up it's dr big and dr degrass mental health tip of the day suzanne you're new to this but uh we usually tell you that the mental health tip of the day is brought to you by steph nobody nobody that's right because we still don't <laughs> until, have a sponsor until we have a sponsor until but we do have someone to give us the mental health tip of the day today and it's it's not suzanne not yet Maybe, not today. maybe soon. It's not, not today. Staff. But we do have a guest here to give us the mental health tip of the day. So, guest, would you like to give us the mental health tip of the day? Alexa, can you give me a mental health tip of the day? Here is the mental health tip of the day on June 11, 2023. For mental health professionals at Everyday Health, take a micro break. Taking a small break can help you in struggling with energy and motivation. Try taking even just a 15-minute break to lay down, meditate, or go for a quick walk when you're feeling low on energy. That's awesome. I couldn't have not said it any better. That was perfect. Alexa yeah, nailed it. That's great. She did. She really yeah. did. It, is, is Alexa she? It, well, it could be I Alexa. I think Alexa is an it. Is it it? I, I don't know. I mean, because what's it's the a, Alexa's pronouns? It's an object. Why, why don't you ask Alexa? Why don't you hey, Alexa, ask her? What's her yeah, what's or it or what's pronoun? I'm, I'm I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, let's see. Alexa, what are your pronouns? As an AI, I don't have a preference. That's a great answer. Okay, all right. Okay. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, Alexa, Alexa, nail. Sorry, Alexa, we're not talking to you right now. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna unplug. But I, I love, I love, I love. Okay. I do love the, the tip though. Like, take, yes. take a break. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. Yeah. And that break resting break. for 15 minutes. That's right. right. Micro breaks are fantastic, um, and if you're a parent, especially, even if you're not a parent, but if you're a parent, they're even better. Yes. 10, 15 minutes. Sit down. Close your eyes. A power nap, if you can. Mm-hmm. They're gonna really clear your head to get back on it. Um, even if you can do it at work, people work from home now. Uh, it's a great time you can do it at home. Right. But even if you're at an office, at a place, if you can get away, take a five ten minute break, clear your head, get back to it. It's a fantastic tip to do that. Perfect. Just to re-energize. I'm going. I'm going All to right. implement it every single day, five times a day. Not too much. <laughs> <laughs> not too much. I, I think <laughs> I think if you take too many 15 minute breaks that like a macro that be, that, that's a macro break right that's yeah. a macro break yeah I well are they broken up throughout the day is it once an hour you're taking 15 minutes and I, and, and I, and I, I may get fired I you have like 45 minute sessions with yourself <laughs> what if you what if you took those micro breaks and did them like in a row like for like five or six micro breaks in a row so you're saying fall asleep at work and never wake up okay i'm on it so well, sleep for an hour and up. a half and then you'll enter into your deep stage of sleep and you wake up and then you're like exhausted <laughs> <laughs> and defeats I'll, the purpose I'll let, I'll let you, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go on a, on a trial and i'll let you know how it works out i'll let you know next episode if i still have a job <laughs> already then we're uh we we thank you suzanne for uh for coming we are Thanks for glad. having me. Yeah, we're welcome we're, aboard. It's not, it's welcome aboard to the to this ship, uh, this spaceship that is uh, continually launching further and further out into the into the cosmos. As always, we ask everyone to uh, click follow, subscribe, but more importantly, leave a review, a written review. That's yes. the most important thing mm-hmm. you can do. 
if you have the time it could be one it's sentence it could we... be five sentences it doesn't matter as long as it's yeah. written written review that's how we get better that's how we yeah. improve and tell us what you like and dislike thank you guys very much and we'll see you soon all right guys you say, say have go, a good weekend go heat go painters the previous podcast represented the individual opinions of dr dimitri bick dr stefan de graf and the guests it should not have been taken as medical advice or an establishment of standard of care no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions